Hi, I'm Jason Inman. And I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson. And we're the co-creators of the Red Shirt Diaries web series. And you are listening to the Engage podcast, which we are guests on. Right now. Make it so. Incoming transmission. Anyway, should we we get into this before we start getting very seeded? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Considering it's two o'clock in the morning for us, so we're well past the watershed, so we can be as rude as we want. But they can't. (laughs) That's true. Do you guys try to not curse on the podcast just before we start? Yes, yes. That's 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 one of the original ground rules I set out yonks ago. We might say the occasional oh crap or bloody, Mm -hmm. but that's about as far as it goes. Okay, good. Or the good old English bugger. (laughs) That's my favorite swear word of all. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing as well, because some things we might consider a swear word might not actually be as bad as... um, as, they may, as you may think, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah bl- okay, fine. Bloody's yeah. pretty, pretty tame over here. <laughs> fine, good. good. Let's, not, let's, not, let's, not, let's not venture into red swear words too much, Phil. Okay. <laughs> right, so we're going to get into the interview. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need to set it up so that we can cut it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of editing and playing around and making you say things you didn't actually say. Um, <laughs> say that out loud? My job. <laughs> <laughs> it's my department. It's your department. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I suppose on behalf of all three of us, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. Um, I yeah. think we were all quite excited. I was talking to Simon earlier. He was sort of sitting there going, oh, I'm getting excited now. I was like, calm down. Chill. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it's we appreciate real you having us on our show. Because like, you're, you're our first guest Ever. So yeah, that's true, you are. This is the oh, kind wow. of. This is why it's been. It'll all seem a lot problems. less scary after We're this. We're breaking the seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Opening the fossil, so to speak. Letting the genie out of the fossil. <laughs> yeah, there's another way we could go down this, isn't there? We're not. Um, yep. Yeah, we're not. We won't be interview virgins. That's the more of <laughs> a miracle way of saying it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, you we'll know. Because I've listened to quite a few. Um, <laughs> I heard that. It's like (laughs) listening to the interviews that I've heard you on. I feel like I've got to know you quite well and things. So it's quite nice. Just from just from the series or from just everything. Series. I've heard uh, visionary treks and I've heard trek mates one as well. So I've heard quite a lot and a few of your geek history ones. Stalking you. Oh. So So you basically know that we're jerks. So that's good. You said it first. <laughs> so I'm just, aware. It's just quite nice that I get to have a chat with you. Now it's, yeah. Aw, oh, thanks. <laughs> that's really <Ooh>. sweet. <laughs> oh, and, psst, and he really enjoys the uh, Naked Now. Yeah. So. Episode. Yeah, I, I like that. Oh, that's well, our Phil. highest viewed episode. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah, that, I, I thought that was actually. I thought that was actually. We went to hilarious. we went to Long Beach Comic Con like a week a week after that aired, and, and a bunch of people were like, "Oh, Red Shirt Diaries," and I was like, "Oh, cool! You've kind of seen me sort of naked." Hello. <laughs> oh, I would love to know as well who actually plays the sock monster, the hand monster, on one of the first episode. Jason. That would be Jason. He plays all of the auxiliary roles. <laughs> yep, a man it's him, of any it's him lying on the ground. <laughs> never, never to be, never face, never to be seen. Are you also the one that did the Harry Mudd impersonation as well? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was fan- no, that was fantastic. I actually could believe it was actually the same guy who played Harry Thanks. Mudd. 
It really Thanks. That was a good. that was a weird one. Well, the, do, do you sit there and look in the mirror and go, well, right, I'm going to be cruel. They're actors. <laughs> they can talk many different things and many different accents <laughs> and impersonate fictional characters. <laughs> you know, it's part of being an actor, isn't it? I did, I, I did drama at school. I wasn't very good. I've, I'm, part <laughs> of a, I'm part of an acting company. I haven't done anything for a while, but... You know, I did a bit of Shakespeare and stuff. So. Oh, here we go. Jamie <laughs> Old poking. Oh, I did a bit of Shakespeare. Oh, you don't oh, no. Ash- Ashley, Ashley has a whole bunch of that, too. So here you go. <laughs> I really like Shakespeare. What's wrong with Shakespeare? Uh, well, well, are you from the, uh, the, the, the festival? I'm from Stratford, yeah. Ontario, which has the largest professional Shakespeare company outside of Great Britain. <laughs> right. So when Here's I decided the- I wanted to be an actor person, I started doing Shakespeare. <laughs> I would have got actually done Shakespeare. Patrick Stewart's done Shakespeare. Right, can I let uh, you guys into a little secret? Yes. As you are growing up in England, every single child, every single year, will do Romeo and Juliet. Every year. And, and it's Romeo drummed and into them so much that wow. now it's become a point of, yes, okay, uh, Shakespeare's brilliant, but who gives a damn? <laughs> it's also one of the most annoying plays. And Jason was in Hamlet, so don't pretend like you're not a part of this. Oh no, no, I was. That was Claudius, but you yeah, kept I'm, that very quiet. Yeah, I, I, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of the Bard. I you're I, wrong. I, I know so many people are into it, but I think that in 400 to 500 years, we've had writers that are comparable or just as equal. And let's be honest, so. love of bald men with mustaches is kind of going out of fashion. <laughs> I actually well, would agree with that, Phil. We'll bring it back to what we're talking about. I hear uh, Shakespeare's a big hit on Kronos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Don't you old, love the way my mind works? Yes. Yeah. It's like the old Sintrinidin. I can't even say the word now. <laughs> it's too early. Give it up, Phil. I'll give it up. I'll give it up. I'm just going to sit in the corner and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so should we give it a set up? Do you think, guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, yeah. <laughs> we can add this to the bloopers later. Because we've got Lucy Goosey's, you call it, Phil. Yeah. When when we were backstage at the um, destination Star Trek three, just before we went on stage, backstage, just just before we went on stage. Yes, that does make sense. Um, <laughs> We were try- I was trying to get, get these two ready for our, us talking, and it was just like, Lucy come on, Lucy <laughs> That was sort of your... Sort before of... we record, Jason makes me jump up and down. <laughs> yeah, we have a, I have a directing thing that I call Muppet Arms, where I just make her shake her arms until like she can't stand anymore, and it just really loosens her up. Don't tell <laughs> Phil that, it would make us do it. <laughs> but it's really effective. <laughs> yeah, it works. It really works. <laughs> to be fair, your strategies, Phil, were very good. Next time I watch an episode, I just got to know that it's a three-minute episode, and she sat there literally jumping up and down four minutes beforehand. <laughs> That's penguin dance. pretty accurate, actually. It'll be in it'll be in the blooper reel. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be me cracking up the whole time. Yeah, maybe that will help you get funds. You know, you just you just you in a video jumping up and down for four minutes. This is how I this is how I get ready. And this is how I calm down so that I can deliver lines in a semi-passable way <laughs> okay so right should we start before, uh, before we go <laughs> before we just sit here chatting and not record anything oh we're recording this yeah but yeah, yeah but yeah but episode wise right <laughs>
We let, now let's put on our engaged podcast points and sound very professional. I sound exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. We really do. It's not no difference between us chatting and just chatting on the podcast. Yeah, it really is no difference. Yeah. Just more teasing of Jamie. Just more teasing of me, more mm. than yeah. Yeah. Yes, and if you when the podcast goes live, there is something called Jamie's Pleasure Cruise, but we'll go over that later on. Okay. Phil, right. why do you always bring that up? It in, no, like, it's because it involves it's Neelix and a Speedo, that's why. I don't like anything about that. <laughs> no, you're not going to when you listen to the episode. And again, I just want to say it's Phil that brings this up, not me. I, 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 I didn't away. either. And no, yeah, Simon didn't. Simon didn't as either. I don't. I'm nicer. I would yeah. say I'm the best, but I don't. I, I, I do tease him quite often as well, but not as much. Right. So, which one of you fools wants to introduce the episode then? I thought me. Fair enough. I'm fine with that. It, yeah. It's like, this is how it always goes. Like, not the day we do it, who wants to host it? I oh, know. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it then. Okay. Fine then. Do it then. And then we spend like five minutes just trying to get this bloody thing started. <laughs> like today we did very well with our, when we recorded today, when we did our episode. This was, no, yesterday. Oh yeah, yesterday, sorry. God. That's what <laughs> I do. Technically, it's yesterday. Again, that's, that's my father thing, isn't it? Well, technically, it's yesterday. <laughs> okay, yesterday then. Um, so are we going to give them a rundown how we currently do this or are we doing this as a, an individual one? I can't remember what we said. They know what they're doing. It's an interview. No, no. Are we, are we doing it as like a normal <laughs> podcast? Are we doing it like um, like a mid midway? <laughs> yes, and this is we're what we're doing. We're doing it as an do. interview episode. Right, fine. But we just ask some questions and get answers. <laughs> yeah, now, now they get an idea of what our production is like. When I put on Twitter and Facebook that we're having a podcasting weekend, we do mean weekend, and we often get one podcast out of it. The rest of it is just a load of dribble and a so, load of chat. Just a quick question. When did we have time to set up news and quizzes and stuff for, for this? Mm, we knew about this for what, four or five? No, weeks now. We had plenty of time. Have you done them then? No. There we go. Well, there's an answer to it then. <laughs> right, come on. As you can see, I'm 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 very smartly not saying anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be a first. Though. It's the first time I've done a podcast in my pajamas. <laughs> That's how I do it. Not me. That's how I do everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might end up in the bloopers as well. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm saying nothing. TMF. <laughs> Right. Focus. Remember, we're not actors, but we're trying to be actors. Actors. What? what? Scene. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Going live <laughs> in five, four, three, two. Sorry. That's ever. That's not helping, Phil. No. This again. This this happens ev- all the time. Ever. It's always burping or something or a tune that they're singing, and then we. And then it goes. Yeah. And then, they and then stop. we start, and then we, put then the, we uh, finally the do get around to it. Right, before we bore them, let's go for it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? Okay, you you say, we say then. I don't know what you're going to say. I I just come across as crazy tonight, but hey. <laughs> uh, we say what we normally say. This is another edition or a special edition of the Engage Podcast. This is a groovy condition of the condition. Oh Christ! <laughs> a groovy condition of the Engage Podcast. That's not good. <laughs> if you like, but yeah. 
So for the next one, if you want. Yes, if you like. That would make it quite interesting. Welcome to the Groovy. Cool, man. <laughs> right. You introduce it, Sai, and then we'll go. Yeah. Okay. Hello, welcome to this special edition of the Engage Podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Jamie. And I'm Phil. And with me are Ashley and Jason from the Red Shirt Diaries. Do you want to say hello? Hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm Jason. <laughs> All right. So, we already got our lines wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming across the airways. This is probably one of the first times we've done a um, an interview over Skype, so fingers crossed it works. Um, but we're pond. kind of uh, early in the morning here uh, as uh, as in the English folk and... Uh, Back there, they're, they're all sprite and all, all, all happy. Yep. It's like timey-wimey. I yep. love it. It's a lovely it's a lovely late evening here. Not late. <laughs> what is the time difference at the moment between us? There I are believe six it's o'clock. Eight, eight hours. There it's six, six o'clock PM, here for yeah. us. Yeah. Ah, yeah, oh, that's almost spot on. Yeah. It's quarter past two. That's if my clock on my computer is correct. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I've, got, like, I've got a watch and a phone and I've got well, obviously my laptop and they all saying different times, so only by nice. a few minutes, but hey. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Jamie, how does your clock work at night? I thought you had a sundial. Um, Guys, where are we going with this? Yes, okay, I've got no on. idea. Um, anyway, yes, for sure, diaries. <laughs> so, and we're d- discussing with them about Red Shirt Season 2 and what they're up to with their um, plug, in- plug, go-go. Plug, plug, plug. Campaign. Yeah. And getting to know you guys is generally better. But I suppose really we should start off for anybody who hasn't watched the Red Shirt Diaries, which I don't actually understand how you... What's it all about? Yes, what is it all about? So the Red Shirt Diaries right now is a 10-episode YouTube web series, and it follows a low-ranking ensign during the events of the first 10 episodes of Star Trek, the original series. I play Ensign Williams, who is a security officer in the Lower Decks, and what you're watching are my three-minute logs in reaction to the events of the episode, so we're going in broadcast order, so we open with the Man Trap, and uh, just last week we aired our finale episode, which was the Corbomite Maneuver, which is also Jason's favorite episode, coincidentally, mm-hmm. and we shot it all in two days. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, 10 episodes in two days because we had a really, really great director who kept us on schedule. We spent about two hours on each of the episodes. Um, Everybody who's in it is either a working actor or a vlogger or a comic book writer in Los Angeles. We were super fortunate that we're surrounded by people who like doing creative things for no money. And so right now we're running an Indiegogo campaign to do finish out the uh, episodes in TOS, which would be 19 more episodes in our season two, which is almost twice as many as we did the first time around. Because it's 19 and you're going to finish season one of the original series, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. We're going yes. to end with uh, Operation Annihilate. And I was just you... about to mention Operation Annihilate because it's not one of my favorite episodes. I, thought... I know it as the pancake ep- episode. It's the one with Kirk's brother. Which yes. is Will Shatner in a wig. <laughs> Incidentally. <laughs> He's my countryman. Don't speak ill of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. <laughs> it's a great episode, isn't it, Phil? Yeah. If you like flying pancakes, yeah. 
It's going to be it's going to be one of the ones that we're going to have to be more creative with like Charlie X. <laughs> Sometimes we watch the episodes and we're like, "I don't know what to do. Let's find something interesting here." Whereas there are some other episodes that pretty much write themselves. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you make fun of um them testing Spock first without actually looking at the test results? Can you do something with that? Uh yep. And Just I'm going to write that half, down and steal that plot spot. point and not give you any credit for it because we don't have many ideas for that. Oh, I will yet. be anyhow because I'll be on the website. Right. <laughs> what about like uh, what about the like the pancakes on the end of a fishing pole and you just have them flying around the uh, the <laughs> the ensign's room? So cute that you think we have fishing poles. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you can make a fishing pole out of anything. You know, it's just a bit of string and a bit of cardboard. Done. We can make it. We can make it out of our katana that everybody called us on for in the first season <laughs> for not having a fencing foil. <laughs> but going back to it, it's actually quite interesting. I didn't realise you shot them all in one day. I thought there was a, uh, two, an event. Two days to it. over the course of the weekend, days, yeah. And we've quite a limited budget as well, to my understanding. Uh, less than five hundred dollars that came out of um, all out of my pocket and Jason's pocket. Wow. So. And, we, and we literally shot it in a living room. Uh, we shot in a living room and set up lights and we taped the set to the wall. And, and the camera was four inches in front of my face. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> limited set. Um, you know, and, and we're going to keep that style for the second season. Um, I mean, I guess it worked yeah. for us. Yeah, it's that little insight. It makes it, it makes it feel like a personal log. So yeah. don't change it. Does, it. Definitely it? don't change don't. it. It's really good. Well, we're we're building a new set, <laughs> so because our our old set is unfortunately uh, gone, no longer with us. <laughs> oh, it's passed on to the great beyond to become a shoebox. Do you need to it off then? Is we're, that a Star Wars thing? Always... Could burn it, and then it's like, oh, we can't use that. We just got to. We're gonna have to get a bigger set. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just so happened. Just don't know how it happened just well it was actually a space set the original set was too big for where we are and so we literally had to uh put it out in the curb and so that's part of the reason why we have to we basically have to build a new set because we don't have we don't have one (laughs) we took we obviously took like some of the design elements off it like the red art we still have um the brown pieces the poster uh, yeah, Gary Gary Mitchell. Gary Mitchell lives on the the living room wall. So, yeah, he's so we still have a lot of up? the design aspects that we can work with. Yeah, so I, I do. I quite like that picture you have. It's always on the back, isn't it? Behind you, as you're sitting down doing your log, isn't it? Picture he's my space love. That's right. He is. Are you, you going ha- to have any um, uh, ship trophies at all in the background, like they do in the uh, in the captain's rooms, or? If if I get a shelf, <laughs> Jason's gonna be the one designing it, so maybe. <laughs> I don't know if you're worthy of a shelf yet. Oh, that's so rude. <laughs> Is it gonna be too dissimilar have... to the photos you've got on your um on the actual uh, on the on the video you've got for your 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 sort of aid video? Yeah, we're gonna take inspiration from that. Like, we don't have to. We're not gonna be like dedicated to that because if you notice, like the the original series, like it wasn't. It was just basically gray walls. Right, and, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make it more interesting than that, definitely. But uh, like, yeah, I think we are gonna go a little bit more like that. Like, try to like, I really love the mesh. This little mesh corner you can see that Kirk has that kind of peeks yep. into his bedroom, and so I think we're gonna sneak that in there. Like, I think mesh is gonna be in the set. I'm basically saying mesh is going to be in the set. I would call it lattice work. Lattice work <laughs> mesh. <laughs> Maybe you could have um, like mementos of the first ten episodes around the. Set. It's kind How of... many props do we still have? <laughs> well, it's a sort of cop- we have you know, sort of a, a nice guy to waste. Just sort of arcing back to the, the ten set. episodes. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, we could. We'd be like Wally West and have a trophy room. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Let's write that down. This is the only reason they're agreeing to do interviews. They're just getting ideas <laughs> from all the podcasters. Been oh man, we talked to uh, we talked to Christopher Jones over at Trek FM, and he gave us like four plot ideas, and we were like, "Cool, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. Well, let me throw, let me throw this one out to you. Okay, um, so we have we have uh, a couple of stretch goals that we have on our Indiegogo. And uh, one of them is 3,500, you know, you get a picture and we're going to do one more episode. Like we'll do the first episode of season two, a mock time. Um, We want to reveal in your podcast, because we didn't say this anywhere else, um, 4,500 is our second stretch goal. We haven't revealed what it is. And what it is, is um, a season two webcomic. And um, there is a man in Oklahoma City. His name is Glenn Wolf, and he has kindly emailed us because he has an exact replica original series TOS bridge in Oklahoma City, and he has kindly oh. offered it to us wow. to film there. Oh. However, uh, however, it's quite a trek from Los Angeles. Yeah, Oklahoma City is quite a ways away from Los yeah. Angeles. So our our next stretch goal is basically a road to the bridge, and if we can get to forty five hundred, we will film an episode on the bridge with Ensign so Williams. Make it happen, nice. people. Make it happen. Yes, definitely make it happen. Well, we I know, I know Simon has donated. I haven't had a chance to yet, but Simon's donated. Yeah. Ah, we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I think so. I sent the thank you email. I mm-hmm. intended to. Yeah, yeah. We, you, have, you we have. I got it. I definitely got it. That's we had an email message. Yeah, we have like more prizes Sorry. too. Like we we funded very quickly. Like we hit our goal very so quickly that In we didn't even days, get a chance to fill our press. Like we have all these prizes still that we were going to be like, oh, we'll give that in week two, and we'll give that in week three, and we're kind of like, ah. Uh, we still have all these prizes. <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> well, I suppose that's a testament to yourself, though. That's good. That's but, very yeah, good. that shows how much people love the show that you got invested for the first goal within three days, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just fantastic. shows how much that, you love. It was that quick, wasn't and it's it? not a lot of people that we know either, which is really cool. It's not like it was just all of our uh, <laughs> friends and family. We have a lot of donors from Germany. So thank you, Germany, <laughs> and a couple in Australia. And oh, it's I don't, of, I don't personally um, know any of them. It is the home of FedCon, so it is, I think yeah. that's yeah. understandable. Simon was the uh, one of us three that actually luckily managed to go to the DST2 um, over in Germany. It was DST2, yeah, yeah over yeah, in Germany. Yeah, it was in Frankfurt, yeah. And it was um, nice. completely different to some of the, uh, the the ones you've been to, isn't it, Simon? Yeah, my favourite, yeah. But I, I loved it, but you guys weren't able to go, so... It's... No, we weren't, unfortunately. But again, you, you guys are going to hear the episode at some point, so you'll be you hear my excitement and happiness mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I think we should also go on about the webcomic that also goes along with the with the, 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 the YouTube videos. Web, web series? <laughs> the, like the webcomic? Web uh, yeah. So that was an idea that I wish we'd come up with earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Scott Lobdell, who's a DC Comics writer. Uh, until recently, he was a writer of Superman. Now he's on Red Hood and the Outlaws. And he was like, why don't you guys do a Wretched Diaries webcomic? And that was on Thursday. Before the first episode. And we were going to launch our first episode on Monday. And I was like, ah, why don't we do that? <laughs> and uh, so then I, I told Jason the idea. And he was like, yeah, how do we do that? And we very luckily are friends with a local artist named Jeremy Owen. And he independently self-publishes his own series under 
um, his, his publishing house, which is called Burley Press. And we actually went to visit them at BentCon today. And we were like, hey, we have this idea. We want it to be kind of like a comic strip, but in comic book page format. Uh, this is how much we can pay you. Uh, we need one for Monday. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> no problem. Uh, I got it and got us the page the next day. So, like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. We were incredibly, incredibly lucky to and, have a friend who could do that. And if you've read all the webcomics, because there's 10 pages over on our site, theretrodiaries.com, it takes place between season one and season two. And it gives you, it gives you a clue about what the first episode of our season two is going to be. Dun dun dun. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask both of you guys was actually sort of how did you actually get into Star Trek? Ah, the much revered <laughs> question. <laughs> yes, of course. And Jamie's linking this in very well with our latest episode, which is how to get yes, somebody into Star Trek. That's right. That's cool. Right. Um, so I used to come home after school, and there was a, well, I was about 12 years old. And there was a channel called Spike TV, which is the network for men. And I was like, that's dumb. But they would play the original series, TNG, Deep Space Nine, uh, and Voyager all in a row. Mm. So I started watching it one day because somebody I knew online told me that I should watch Star Trek. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, the Vulcans and, and look you, like elves. And you do everything that somebody online tells you to do. Uh, I do when they're in a Lord of the Rings text role-playing group with me. Yes, I do. Uh, so and, and this I is where she gets it. to today, and that's how she became an actor. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so I started watching them, and I was like, I don't know what's happening in any of these, um, but I'm in, and I had a big crush on Jake Sisko all during that time. Um, oh, yeah, and it was just all a pill from there, and then I went to uh, university, and the J.J. Abrams movies came out, and I was like, more Spock! What more could I want out of life? <laughs> <laughs> so you got into... Ah, now that that links in oddly because I think we am I right in saying, guys, that when we when we finished doing our episode, that we ended up saying that we'd get people starting on the JJ Abrams verse. That's then, right. Yep. Then we'd get them on to the films, or, or, films. or the next gen films, next then gen next series. gen series, and then kind of gauge it, see what they like, whether they go on to Voyager, DS9, or anything like that. Yeah, testing the water, so to speak, depending on what they sort of like and stuff. Yeah. I forced them both to watch it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Simon is the uh, the creator of, of the us two as, as Star Trek fans. Yes. Well done. <laughs> took about for me. It, it took so about a year, but he he was very persistent and he he got through in the end, didn't you? So. <laughs> Jason, the cool, thing, about the cool you? thing about oh, go ahead. That was that was your prompt to tell your story. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. sorry. I just I just heard like three people talk at the same time, and I didn't know which one to go with. <laughs> just just go blah. <laughs> um, is this? Oh, so I got into Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was uh, a little kid when the Next Generation was coming on the air, and I remember a the local news station uh, interviewing people about the big deal it was that Star Trek was coming back on the air. And my parents thought it was a big deal, too. So we watched it. It was like Saturday night at 6 p.m. Uh, I was from the Midwest in the United States there. And we watched it. And from Encounter at Farpoint, I was in. And um, it was so cool. I watched every episode because it was always Saturdays at 6. So Saturdays at 6, I made sure nothing else happened. And <laughs> I kind of grew up with it. And it was so cool because there was a time when I was like in fourth or third grade, I would come home from uh, class and in the afternoon, they would just rerun The Next Generation. 
uh, like, so I'd come home, I get to watch The Next Generation again. And so, like, that, like, preceded my love to become an astronaut. Like, I still wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid, and then I had a teacher tell me that you have to be good at math, and I'm horrible at math. I can't even <laughs> add 2 plus 2. have no idea what the answer is. Oh. And, <laughs> so, uh, that so yeah, <laughs> so, um, cool. since then, I've watched every, uh, I've watched every Star Trek series that has come since then, uh, live to air. Every time they did an episode, I watched it. All the movies, I'm there opening night. I went back and watched TOS. And I kind of get to be an astronaut and go to space because I make movies and such like that. <laughs> so there you go. That's what Star Trek. It's odd how many people will actually watch Star Trek to then fulfill their own, um, what's the word for it? What's the word for it? Their, their own dreams and everything else. And they can be encapsulated in that escapism and just go for it. And well, it's because also- Star Trek's hopeful, man. Like Star Trek, yeah. it, there's, there's not a lot of hope out there. Like, like I'm, a big, I'm a big Doctor Who fan like too. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Whovian. Um, but there are sometimes, yeah, (laughs) there are sometimes that Doctor Who is kind of negative about humanity, but like Star Trek is always like, um, hopeful about humanity. Like all you have to do is just turn on any episode of Star Trek and you see humans warping around the space, the space, what did I call it? The space, (laughs) space. outer space in a ship. And you're like, holy crap. Like we, we pulled our, we pulled our stuff together and we made it out there. We finally like, made we did it. it. And we didn't kill each other. And we didn't kill each other. That's awesome. <laughs> well, well, we we did, but yeah, then we then we all joined together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't forget the third world war. Yeah, that's coming here in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually have a life goal of making it to twenty sixty three so I can see first contact. So <laughs> just want to be like drunk out in a field somewhere. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be out there waiting. I'm gonna be like, they're coming down, and people are like, what are you talking about? I'll be like, first contact. Be like that old movie. <laughs> what with signs saying they're coming. Yeah, I'll be you there. See a load yeah, of green that. things in the sky. You, you, you are gonna be uh, <laughs> needing another, another pair of underwear. <laughs> Flashy. <laughs> Sorry, I always lower the tone. It's not the best thing. It's interesting how you talk about how... Because I've, I've never had that. I've never had that with a series. I've always missed the boat on things. So we, even when Lost came out or, or, when, or Game of Thrones came out, I completely missed that boat where coming home, rushing home, getting it on and, and, and watching an episode. I've, I've never had that experience. And you brought up Lost. Yeah, and Lost was the last series that I did that with. Like, I, then everything became digital. Yeah, yeah, and I could just like watch it whenever I wanted to. But Lost was the last one where I, I remember like because I was in uh, university at the time, and I was like, like my friends would be like, "You want to hang out tonight?" I'd be like, "No, it's Wednesday. That means Lost." <laughs> I only did that for the first two seasons, and then I gave up. <laughs> I watched the first three, and then the problem I had is that they swapped it. We have left a, a, a channel over here called Channel Four, um, which is kind of like um, a, a cheapy version with lots of adverts and so whereas uh, we have with the bbc we don't have adverts so we'll watch a mm-hmm. whole a series without adverts so it's brilliant but with, with channel four you'll get it at, yeah with channel four you'll get it every 15 minutes which for, which to you guys probably doesn't sound that bad hey, welcome to america <laughs> <laughs> but they actually stopped showing it and it went over to sky and at the time sky wasn't that popular over this way again it's another broad um what you would call um you got Sky over there, haven't you? We got Sky over there. Uh, no. I, I know what Sky is. Yeah, Sky's in Canada. You get it in Canada. Canada. 
Right, fine. fine. But they, they went over to Sky, and at the time, Sky was like so expensive. It was like the thing that everybody was trying, was trying to afford. So I never actually got to watch it. So I ended up having to buy the, uh, buy the series. And now I, I struggle to actually sit down and watch it and go through it. I think you can probably watch one or two episodes before you're like, man, I, I, I cannot listen or, or watch anymore. I can't take any more twists in a plot. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that. Well, Phil, you're interested in Game of Thrones. There's a lot of that in Game of Thrones. There's a lot, a but lot there's of only that. ten episodes a series, so yeah. But actually, it brings this nicely onto something I wanted to ask you guys about. That I noticed on iTunes, you actually have done a few Game of Thrones episodes. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about that because I've recently got into the uh, franchise. I've watched like all the t- uh, seasons, and I'm currently reading through the books. Uh, I think we have two. Uh, we do a podcast called Geek History Lesson where we take a character from pop culture and we talk through them in an hour. And we did one on Jon Snow because we had a lot of people make requests that we do them. And he's my favorite character. And he was my favorite character before I saw the TV show. I actually don't like the guy who plays him on TV. Um, and then we got a lot of really positive feedback to it. And we wanted to do another character and Daenerys was the most obvious choice but it's really really hard to do like to talk about Daenerys without talking about her entire history so we wound up doing an episode on the house Targaryen and that took me a bazillion years to break down because uh, George R.R. R. Martin is a lot like J.R. Tolkien he is incredibly incredibly yes, rich right, yeah. and- dense yeah. history it's like this is awesome but i need to talk for 60 minutes not 60 years yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> my father-in-law like they, tried to explain to me that ha- ha- the actual the size of the books when i first got into lord of the rings and i said oh this yeah. is a really good series and everything else and he said you do realize the size of that books so i said what do you mean is it the first three i said what do you mean well the size of those books and i remember him showing me an original he's got and it he buffed it he, he, one of those big things you know, those big books you see in the films where they blow the dust off and he slammed it down yeah, on the desk yeah, and he yeah, said, yeah. here you go, read that. And I thought, Christ, that's huge. That's book number one. Oh, okay. And he said, oh, before that, there's three for The Hobbit. Right. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he tried to explain it. It's that, the Lord of the Rings is just a millimetre, if you imagine my hands from one end to the other, <laughs> of books. Game of Thrones is exactly like that, Phil, trust me. It's, it, the books are like literally about almost a thousand pages each time, pretty much. And then you get the really cool ones where they don't give you the character's name at the beginning of the chapter, and he's just like, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he does that. Yeah, the last couple in particular. I'm up to uh, Dance with Dragons at the moment, which is book five, part one I'm up to. So I haven't read all of it yet. So, But I, I, it's, it's amazing. I've got like sort of four favorite characters. Jon Snow's actually one of them, and they're all still alive, amazingly. Well, that must be real nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Because they done killed one of my favorite characters. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it if no. someone hasn't read or watched it <laughs> think, because it because there every death is is really important, which is what's kind of yeah. fun about Game of Thrones. Yeah, and just the fact that every everyone's just deceiving everyone else, and there's so much going on that particularly in the books is obviously for the series series I had to condense it a little bit certain things. There's just so much going on at the moment in in the book, particularly involving around Daenerys. That I'll just I'll just like. Martin could just take it in any way he wants to and we just won't have a see it coming psst, psst. we're talking yeah. about Star Trek I know <laughs> bring it on to like Doc 2 with um, Geek History so yeah. <laughs> it's it's general science isn't it really this interview with... yeah Star Trek comes in here is, and then is Game of Phones science fiction? 
No, it's more it's more fantasy feel, not fantasy. really science yeah, yeah. fiction. It's not but... high fantasy, but yeah, but it's close. No. The more you read into it, the more you're like, "There's a lot of magic no. here." But thank you for answering my question. There, appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have quite a few different um, like series in in the uh, geek history, don't you? And well, we we like to have it open so that we can tackle like any and all media. Um, and someone uh, accused us quite recently of being very DC heavy because in our past month we did uh, four episodes on, I guess five if you count the Flash mm-hmm. panel. But it's because four DC TV shows just came out. Just came out. <laughs> <laughs> but like we've done, we've done books. We've done we did Teen Wolf. Uh, we've done video games. Laura Croft. Twenty four. We did 24, we did True Detective, so X-Men we like to look well. at, yeah, oh man, X-Men, so many yeah. episodes. We try to like look at the, the vast expanse of geek culture, but it's also kind of trying to be topical, so we're a little bit at the mercy of what is coming out. <laughs> I mean, if, in terms of geek culture, I, I, I don't like that term, geek culture, because I think in, in a lot of things that, I mean, that are considered geeky, uh, question marks or invasion quotes, whatever you call it, I don't actually think they are anymore. There's, there's loads of things that have come out yeah. that people anywhere, of any age, of any ilk, of any uh, whatever you want to call it, love. And I don't know whether you, how you define that word geek anymore. Well, people think Star Trek's geeky. A lot of people think, I don't know about obviously nowadays, but... No, you know. it's not anymore. It's not. No. It's had a revival. Anything so, with a focused, attentive fan base, I think, could be considered geeky. Mm. But then, in in that in that respect, everyone's a geek because if you look yeah. at any sort yeah. of sport, there's That's an attentive it's fan human, base, isn't it? That's the human thing, isn't it? To um, go along to things that people like you go to, and it's just well, yeah. Well, it's because we're finally in the age where geek nerd, whatever you want to call it, is in. And it's, it's, it's cool. Not a, a, it's cool. And it's cool. Yes. And it's the big I've been money cool for now. years. Yes, you have. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you have. You're ahead of the trend. That's what you need to say. Yay. Like you're like, man, I was cool 20 years ago. You people are just now catching up to me. You're a futurist. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's, what, it's what we call geek chic over here. Nice. <laughs> Let's say you've you've covered quite a few different topics, and I've listened to the Doc Two ones and the um, X Men ones. And I think Yay. you've got very, two very different ways of looking at things. So don't take this the wrong way, Jason, but I think you've got a very logical way of looking at things. I think... That's because um, you're a grown-up. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's because right, he's a cool. Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Ashley looks at things kind of quite... Mostly, don't you? I think you look at it kind of... They'll get on quite nice, personally, I think, that sort of thing. So it's, it's quite the an story interesting... of my life. We saw Big Hero 6 today and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite an interesting thing to have, just kind of, kind of, I, I don't want to say thought through, but it's kind of thought through thoroughly. And then there's kind of the emotionally side covered as well. So you get kind of the best of both worlds. So you're trying hey, to say what? that their relationship is very similar to Kirk and Spock? Yes, he we said that not two years ago for Halloween. <laughs> Although I'm totally the Kirk. Yeah, I, that's no, the sad I was, thing about I it. was Spock. <laughs> it was great. I was like, if I'm Spock, I don't have to smile at anyone. This is magical. But it's like you have a, um, like a guest professor, don't you, as well, on it? Yeah. Yeah? And you haven't done a Star Trek one yet. So I would, also like, to, I would also like to tip my hat in there as the guest professor for that as well. Because I know it's like everyone <laughs> you've spoken to wants to. 
<laughs> a few people have offered. We're probably like waiting until the next movie comes out. So or or if if they if they if they announce the title for the next one, we'll probably do something that way because Star Trek. There's so much you could cover. Yeah. Uh, but like. Star Trek will always be around, so it's kind of one of those things where we're like, oh, do we want to do that episode this time? No, let, let's wait till there's like big news. Like if they finally confirm that like William Shatner's in it, or if they finally say like the new title is like Star Trek Final Frontier or something like that, then oh, we'll we'll do it. That's a great That's, title. Yep, copyright right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a rumor, isn't it, about Shatner, isn't it? But whether he's going to be in the third film or not, isn't it? He's teasing yeah. massively, wasn't but he? Would you guys want him to be in there though? London. Would you guys want right, him Ash- in there? Uh, we disagree about this. So go ahead, Ashley. I don't want him anywhere near it. <laughs> and I want him. I want him in it. I, and Hello, I want him in. I, I, I don't care. I want. Him, <laughs> I want. I want him. I in want that him back movie. now. <laughs> yeah, I, I want him and Nimoy in that movie, and I want him and Nimoy to get a scene in that movie. Just one scene. That's all I need. Because one simple reason. Because last year. Was it last? Yeah, it was last last year. A very famous science fiction series that has been around for a very long time celebrated its fiftieth anniversary hmm. by bringing back a previous dead incarnation and made one of the greatest uh, celebrations of that uh, series ever. And it was the Doctor Who fiftieth anniversary yeah. special. This yep. is Star Trek's chance to do the same thing for Star Trek. It's gonna the movie's gonna come out during their fiftieth anniversary. I want to see the last time we'll ever see on screen Kirk and Spock, the originals. That Tom Baker cameo in the Day of the Doctor will probably be the last time we'll ever see Tom Baker. Yeah. Mi- yeah. On, you know, he was the doctor in that episode. Come on. We all know it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I want. I want that Tenant. for Star Trek. <coughs> Tenant. <coughs> Tenant. Yeah. Tenant. <laughs> as well. But no, um, but that's my argument. There you just go. Quickly, just quickly on that, um, me and Jamie managed to get into the Nimoy talk at the Destination Star Trek, and we he did. was asked as to whether he wants to or would want to or was going to be, um, and he was hinting towards the fact that, yes, he would absolutely love to be in there properly, officially, be in Destination Star Trek, um, be in the third movie. Nice. I hope he is. I don't want William Shatner to get it because <laughs> as soon as they announced that they were bringing Nimoy back from the movie, he was like, I should be there too. I'm just as important. And I think that like because he made a stink about it, I'm like, no, I don't want that for you. I think you were kind of a jerk. Actually, he was supposed to be in it. Oh, was he really? And, I didn't know that. And there's a scene in the script. If you read the original script. I he, didn't. He was going to be in the 2009. And uh, he was in the scene where uh, old Spock talked to new Spock, Zachary Quinto. Mm-hmm. Um, and old Come Spock on, was going to give him a device and when he touched the device, it was William Shatner. It was supposed to be like Captain Kirk's last letter mm-hmm. to Spock before he went to go visit the Enterprise B. Ah. Um, and, and William Shatner didn't want to do it because he was like, I don't feel it adds anything to the character of Kirk to just do kind of like a, a letter. Yeah, but then he came and cried havoc about how much he wanted to be in it. Yeah. So my argument still stands. He'll, I, think, I think we'll get him in there, though. I think, I think he will. They'll find a way to get him in there somehow. I, I, I think with it, with with someone like William Shatner, if he wants to be in it, he will be in it because yeah. there are so many people that orbit around him for Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think also Robert Orsai, the new director, is more of a Star Trek fan than J.J. Abrams. And I think it's Robert right, Orsai yes. will do. Yeah, he'll he'll do. I think anything to make sure William Shatner's in it. Whereas I think J.J. Abrams was like, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what it needed. That's exactly what it needed. Yeah, it, it needed a kick in the pants. Let's it totally put some did. lens flares. 
I do love those movies, though. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, there was a lot of flashes. I think you have to wear special glasses to watch the films. It's because the future is bright, guys. <laughs> it's just not, not orange, though. It's not I'm going to use though. that against everybody. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's just bright, but it's not orange, folks. Yeah, but to be, to be fair, all of... Even the uniforms were shiny. Even Spock's head was shiny. It was just... Ugh. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna wear shades in it for the next film. Just it's like that Vulcan hair gloss. Well, also too, like look at look at how the the new Enterprise is. Instead of being all gray, it's white, pristine white. It is everywhere. Isn't it? Yeah, particularly the bridge. I mean, how That's is that ever going to keep clean? I mean, can you imagine it? Twenty four hours a day, round the clock, they're gonna they just got cleaners going. That's what Scotty's little minion guys for. Yep, he's rub them on the walls. Chief Mopper. For rinse. Played by Deep Roy. <laughs> that actually links into a question I was about to ask, uh, as as a, as opposed to apart from main actors within the films, what are your thoughts on who should be in the third film, and do you know of any actors who are going to be in the third film? I want Benedict Cumberbatch to come back. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> why soon. not? I like Too him. Soon. Um. I don't. I haven't heard any rumors. I don't want Alice Eve to come back. Um, oh. I think she's. I think she's a fine actress. I think the character served nothing and took a lot of screen time away from Ahura and made her into additional window dressing. And I have a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> um, Is that why Ahura uh, comes up a lot in yours? It's also because uh, we have a friend who looks exactly like her, <laughs> who, who agreed to show up and shoot. Because uh, when we and were had her own Star Trek uniform. Yeah, we there were when we Perfect. were first. We were first talking about doing the series because I've had this idea for like several years, and I just had no way to execute it. And Jason was like, "We can totally do that. It'll be really easy." Um, <laughs> when we were first talking about doing it, he was like, "I have a friend named Karshina." And she looks exactly like Uhura. We should use her. And we went and looked at her Facebook, and she had all these pictures in the uniform. Sneak on, so we on like, the set for the third film. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. She could be Zoe Saldana's stand-in. But, or could you, could you imagine the, the current Uhura with the current Spock and the Spock Prime and your friend all talking and having an argument at the same time, just like they were that. In, the, uh, in, that, in, in that ship? That would be uh, crazy. That would be that would be troubling. <laughs> I also think Uhura and Spock together is like really weird. It kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I, don't, like, I think I, it's an interesting choice, but I I do think it's weird. Yeah, I is it better than Riker like... and and Troy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Troy though, ah. Wait, <laughs> yes. Troy though, ah, that's where you go. Yes. No, no, too much, too much, no. too much. Doesn't work. Did you, did you guys see the um, the thing I put on Facebook uh, on our on our page regarding for, for the latest? Um, oh, we go. oh, what are they called? <laughs> what are they called? I'm gonna have to mention it now on, cap- on the Twitter. Is the- was those caption things you were talking about? Phil, yeah, he's, he's basically a caption. Like, there's a guy that does. Um, he's on the Twitter. There's a guy that does. Uh, it's like models of the Star Trek um, different characters, and there's just a, a model of, um, of of Riker with all the chest hair added put onto this doll, laying in nice. bed with Troy, oh. and just saying, "I ha- I had this weirdest dream. I, if, uh, my my whole life was was a TV episode, and every time I got anywhere near to getting laid, there was it just cuts the scene." <laughs> <laughs> That's so depressing. I'm gonna have to find that now. <laughs> it's just I'm just gonna be quiet now. I'm just going on Twitter. <laughs> Welcome to intermission. 
Maybe not. Maybe is not. there anything you can tell us about um, season two of the Red Shirt Diaries? Is there any promotions? Is there anything else happening that that you can tease about? I don't know if it's teasing. I think we could just tell you all this yeah, tell, us, tell us more. Um, well, we, we want to do uh, Arena. We want to go to Vasquez Rocks and and film Arena, which, is, of course, is where the Gorn and Captain Kirk fight on the planet. And Vasquez Bobby Rocks. Clark. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's, where, that's where they actually filmed it here. Uh, it was Vasquez Rocks, and it's literally 30 minutes up the road from us. And our oh, idea for gosh. that one for Red Shirts is... <laughs> Not only did they take the captains from each of the ships, they also took the lowest rank officers, and that means Ensign Williams versus the the red shirt of the Gorn, um, and and so the, it'll be their fight on the episode as well. A lot of slap fights. A lot of slap fights and a lot of like people trying to build these say. cannons with rocks and not making it work. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, how, is, how is that going to work? And no, no offense, but Ensign Ensign Williams certainly seems like not a security officer. <laughs> hey, she might surprise you. You don't know. <laughs> she's, still, she's still learning. She's still growing. She's, she's everything but hidden talents. <laughs> yeah, hidden talent. There you That's go. That's right. There you go. Um, well, so there's like, some lessons of It's going to be something along the lines of the Gorn accidentally trips over and then and then she just kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How I beat you. We just have to find someone with a Gorn suit first. Um, there's going to be an episode where uh, her. Her something in her quarters is damaged, and uh, Montgomery Scott comes in and has to fix it. And uh, we've uh, we've cast an actor who is from across the pond, so we feel good about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we're also going to do Balance of Terror, um, where the Romulan commander was talking to Kirk on the bridge. Uh, there are several times where he called in and didn't get the bridge, but instead got Ensign Williams. <laughs> uh, so that's going to happen. Um, and uh, we have a couple. What other ones did we have? Um, uh, there's going to be a big subplot going around of Admiral Williams, her father, trying to call in, and she keeps hanging up on him and not talking to him and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to see a lot of Yeoman Rand because we got Cat Roberts, who played Palmer in Star Trek Continues, to graciously agree to be our Rand, and we're going to hope to flush out the plot or like sort of the running joke that we have in season one and in the web comic that uh, Ensign Williams hates Yeoman Rand because. We have, and we've alluded to this a bit, but we haven't in our minds that Ensign Williams was Captain Pike's yeoman. So that's why she holds Yeoman Rand to sort of an unfair standard. And also, uh, we, if you go to our Indiegogo, you see that if we get the campaign to 3,600, we'll add an episode. So we'll do 20 episodes instead of 19, and that will be Ensign nice. Williams uh, experiencing... Spock's Pond Far during a mock time. Go fund Pond Far. I really want to do a mock time. And <laughs> so I really do. I'm really <laughs> terrified of doing a mock time. I think you've got the tagline there. <laughs> fun, fun for Pond fun Far. Pond far. <laughs> I think that's what you need to go for. I think just kind of, what? What's going on there? That's going to be an interesting <laughs> one to watch. I'll look out for that one. And then going back to the perks. Um, yeah. There's a red shirt thing going on, isn't there? If um, people donate a certain amount of money. Yeah, if you donate um, at the... Jason put a fancy name on it and... Well, the red shirt level. Oh, there you go. At the red shirt <laughs> level. Uh, I gotta look at the behind the scenes stuff. The red shirt level, which is 175 US dollars for anyone who is listening who's not from the United States. Um, if you donate at that level, then your face and your name or whatever name you should like to be called that's not offensive um we'll be on a list of redshirt casualties that i scroll through on a pad 
uh, at some point during the second series. And we're we're gonna add uh, tomorrow uh, or sometime this weekend. I don't know when this is airing, but uh, we're going to add a three hundred dollar level too, and that will allow a person to record a Skype video, or we will actually record a Skype video, and you will be Ensign Williams' uh, Starfleet Academy roommate. Oh wow! And who she's talking to over subspace. Ooh. Um, but then we also have some others too. Like we're gonna add, we're gonna add some perks like um, some more tea, uh, some behind the scenes photos. Uh, we're thinking about doing a like red shirt diaries, uh, kind of like the Walking Dead, like the Talking Dead. I don't know if you've seen those before, but like like a talkback. Like like so yeah. like yeah, we'll air the episode and every week like we'll get on Skype and if you donate the certain amount, we'll you can hop on Skype with us and talk to the actors and we'll just kind of talk through the episode and be like oh here's what it was filming it and stuff like that so here's uh, how many times so, actually ruined a take laughing so even though so even <laughs> though we're funded like uh the idea is that like the the more we can do the more we can get that means the more red shirt diaries content we can produce so you've got 19 episodes now it's like okay do you want 20 do you want 25 do you want one on the bridge and, and that's where sharing the link and donating even now even though we're funded can help even more I am. I've been doing it. You have. You've done it twice, haven't you, Sire? Mm. I have. I've Nailed been doing it. My bit. Everyone follow Simon's example. Yeah. Me and Phil are going to, aren't we, Phil? Yes, we're definitely, definitely. One, and, silly, uh, one, one silly little thing, just while we're sort of still talking. Um, okay. Have either of you <laughs> liked us on Facebook, the Engage podcast? <laughs> and I asked this question. I have. I asked this question because we have currently have 49, so we need a milestone of 50. So if any, if if either of you haven't, you just I, got fifty. You just got fifty. <laughs> yes. <Yay! laughs> obviously, you're on an English podcast, and you mentioned the word tea, so you might have people interested there. Tell me. Yeah, at our at our twenty five dollar level, we have the Red Shirt Who Lived Tea Blend, which is a red rooibos tea. It will steep red and be red in your cup. Don't add milk to it, or else it won't be red anymore. <laughs> and um, it has. A piece of art um, on the label, which is inspired by one of our press photos from season one. It's me with Jason as Captain Kirk leaning over me. And oh then my. we might, if you do the referral or some of the stretch goals, have a second tea blend coming out. Uh, well, I would love to throw it out to to you, gentlemen, as 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 connoisseurs. Uh, connoisseurs. Did I say that right? Connoisseur. There you go. Uh, uh, of <laughs> tea, um, we were thinking about adding a one ounce level of the red shirt who lived tea uh, for six dollars, and you get one ounce of that tea, so you can kind of taste it. What do you, do you think? That's a, a yay or a nay? What do you think? Yay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think people go for that. I think yeah. Because we're offering three ounces right now, but it's at uh, twenty five. So we were thinking about. Uh, offering a taste a little lower. Nothing yeah, I think that's Yeah, yeah at least a taste of it, yeah. Tea, tea, I mean, I, I drink tea quite a bit because, hey, I'm English and I'm terrorist. Uh, what's the word? Typical. <laughs> just, I can't remember the word of it now. But <laughs> it, <laughs> I need a cup of tea Maybe in the you morning. Were a terrorist? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I haven't had enough of them um, <laughs> this morning. But no, it's, it's a bit weird because you'll often yeah, find that... On, on the end, t- say. Certain t- certain teas you're gonna you certain teas you're gonna like or not like so yeah definitely definitely a taster section is gonna be definitely good definitely good. Thank I you. Need fun- <laughs> I need tea in the morning to function. Well, you can get it for six dollars. There you go. Right. <laughs> plug plug plug. You're got, plug you guys plug. will be the first port of call then for that. 
Nice. You want ounce of you want ounce of tea. It's dead, Jamie. Jamie, the problem is, is that you're going to have tea in the mornings, and at the moment, with the daylight saving time, it's going to be very, very dark. So every every morning, you're going to have the red tea, and you work in the public sector, so every morning, you're going to have red bits on your face and on your teeth. Does that not <laughs> think that's a good idea? He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. Have a, have a cup of water after. It'll yeah. just show people you mean business. <laughs> 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 buy my stuff or you will it's get like, eaten it, well it's <laughs> it's like extreme. a it's like my just sort of late a bit of a late halloween costume type thing what i was going for. there you go right <laughs> and then you can constantly all day people can be like you got a little red on you <laughs> nobody, hey, got, nobody gets that shawn of the dead reference come on now i don't like zombies <laughs> i'll give you another uh, reference you got a little ounced on you ah that nice lost <laughs> is it Arnst or uh, Arnst? Uh, uh, oh, it's Arnst. No, it's Arnst. Yeah, Arnst. Yeah, yeah. Arnst. Arnst. What are you guys talking about? He was the he was the teacher in season one of Lost. He was this this uh, real quick. This is <laughs> annoying. Oh, Actually, don't teacher. worry. I don't, I've never really knew watched Lost. Yeah, Nobody, yeah, we ones. Yeah. Okay. Dominic Monaghan died, and I stopped watching. It. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> this really this is coming to the lady. I won't spoil things. For so tea, yeah, tea. <laughs> tea, yes, tea. Going back to it. Uh, yeah, red tea, lovely. Yes, go for it, go for it, definitely, definitely. This is going to be. A, this is going to sound like a going completely off track. Another question. Um, <laughs> Another question on an interview, Phil. Really? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Do you, do <laughs> you guys? Hurdle. Do you guys have any idiosyncrasies in life? Or <laughs> yes. <on> <laughs> Both, both. If I get a double answer, um, I don't know about on set. Um, it takes me like half an hour to be useful on set. <laughs> um, I bite my fingernails a lot. <laughs> That's like an idiosyncrasy, right? Yeah, I have that unfortunate bad habit. <laughs> um, I have them painted right now for work, so that's troubling to my psyche. I don't do, I don't um, do that. <laughs> well uh i don't know like i'm canadian so i feel like when i because i live in the states like i try to compensate because i was made fun of a lot in school when i first moved here so i'm I'm hyper aware of the way that i apologize to people and the way that i say sorry so that i sound more american so i, I guess that would be an idiosyncrasy i don't know what about you jason uh hmm <laughs> I don't know. This Examine is, your own life. Um, I know that I, I, I like to screw with people on film sets. So you'll leave their props um, away. Or you'll, you'll, and by you'll... that, like... Um, I... Cool. Yes, well, I used to have this thing when I was in the theater, as, as we determined before the podcast or during the podcast, or if that's even going to be on the podcast, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, when, I, when I would act in plays, I would always um, add things or add ticks or like wink at other actors on stage or add lines or pinch them and do stuff like that. And actors, other actors would always get really mad at me, but I'd be like, yeah, but you're, if you're in your character, this shouldn't affect you at all because this is how my character acts, so deal with it. Um, and <laughs> in the Retro Diaries... Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Retro <laughs> Diaries, we used to do the thing like um, uh, sometimes with a boom mic or sometimes like I would just let the takes go on long and let the actors... Like with Baylog? Yeah, and let's let the actors wonder when I was going to say cut. 
because I wanted to see how long would they just keep it going? How long will you, can you fill the air until you're like, okay, we definitely should say cut? Or there'd be times that the boom mic would uh, tap them in the face and I wouldn't yell cut. When did that happen? <laughs> I, I did that to you a couple of times. I believe you. I just don't, I don't remember it. <laughs> that I just like the, the boom mic would just lightly tap your face and and I would not say cut. And the actor would be like, I, I, okay, I, I guess I need to continue. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that awkward couple of seconds of, uh, okay, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, I, I, I like to have fun film sets. So I like to, you know, because I, I generally can't pay my actors very much. So I like to make sure that they're having a good time. That, so they're paid yeah, that, in that fun. That tends to help with us as well. Mm-hmm. I say we've had very interesting that word again idiosyncrasies that word yeah we have interesting those words that word that always works quite well uh, when we first started up we, I've managed to knock out of people haven't I Jamie yes sir yes, Jamie you have. used to have a monotone I, my name is robot Jamie <laughs> I am five of nine Ireland <laughs> what what <laughs> what <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, James the, Irish? the Irish dialect, because like we worked on Irish and Scottish when I was in school, and the Irish dialect is very monotone compared to, at least that's what they taught us, uh, compared to like the rest of the British Isles. I think, I think there's really? a bit of Irish in my mum's side of the family. I think there is actually a bit of Irish, so maybe, maybe that's where it well, comes blame from. blame it on Bill. that. I will, thank you. I, I would say the Irish is everything but monotone. I, I mean, will. If you listen to Colmini. Oh, it's very characterful. Oh, it is, it is, it is. Okay, that was pathetic. So. Alternately, have you listened you to Aiden Turner? Because he's very monotone, like in in Being Human, um, or I guess he's in The Hobbit now, which means he's hot shit, but he's pretty <laughs> flat compared to a lot of the other actors he plays with. Actually, that's a point. That is a very good point. I think it depends on where in Ireland you're from, and I don't exactly know the <laughs> difference between the... Like, North what does Ireland have? Districts? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've made a broad generalization that I only mostly understand. <laughs> well, but to be done. fair, cause the, the size of Ireland to us is kind of really, relatively similar. And we, we, we still consider it, you know, you know a, a big country. Whereas to you guys, we're a tiny little speck. <laughs> well, yeah, like all of, all of Europe fits in various parts of North America several times over. So All of Europe fits inside Texas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I've that, never been that, to that Texas. doesn't make sense to me, especially when you zoom out on a Google map and you and you think, hang on a minute, that, how can that all fit? I don't get it. I don't get it. How can it fit in one state? But anyway, that's uh, that's me. bigger on the inside. <laughs> one question I want that's to ask. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, Maybe I, I have one answer that I might give you. <laughs> yes. I'm waiting for the question. <laughs> oh, right. it, Sorry. I was wondering whether that was finished or not. <laughs> but, okay, fine. Um, one question I wanted to know about the future, like pre season two. When you get on trouble with tribbles, I'm probably <laughs> going to cause a bright problem with this. But again, this is why I should be a, a professor. Again, and and I'm published plug, plug, as plug, well. Plug, plug. Um, are when you do trouble with tribbles, are you going to have? like references or is it going to be pure so is it going to have stuff to do with trials and tribulations um <laughs> it it's for my for my money it will have references to trials and tribulations because i think uh, it happens, I, I think, it? it happens at the same time so you've got to yes and i i yeah. agree like i think that 
they're both as valid. Like DS9. Still, oh. Yeah, the DS9. He's talking yeah, about the yeah, DS9. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I was like, are we going to do it as two episodes or are we going to do it as one? No, no, no. It'll be one. But like, I think it would be really cool if like, you know, what, what if. What, do we know who looks like Cisco? Yeah, what if we cast a Cisco? <laughs> like, and Cisco came into your quarters. It could happen. Deep Space Nine is <laughs> both of our uh, favorite quite... series. So. <laughs> one thing I thought would be quite interesting is because obviously to the crew of the Enterprise, the explosion just happens just at random. Mm-hmm. So couldn't that happen in the show? Just kind of like the, the set shakes, just kind of as the shockwave hits it or something. You, yeah. s- you say the set shakes like it's not just the camera. <laughs> <laughs> if we could make our set shake, that'd be amazing. They shook the camera back in those days. Even on the movies, they just shook the camera. They did that in yeah. Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, that's right. But this is something quite interesting because it's kind of you get the purists and then you get the people that go, well, that did happen. So it's just kind of interesting how you deal with it. That's what I wanted to kind of get. Yeah, to. well, there's a, I mean, there's, that's a tough line to, to, to hoe. And like, it's almost like with any adaptation, it's like, uh, you know, if, if every movie was to be a literal adaptation of the book, movies, work. movies, would, they wouldn't work. They'd be boring and they'd be eight hours long. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of voiceover. <laughs> because you'd always hear the character's voice and what they're thinking. Can you imagine Batman v Superman? Oh man, that would be like, yeah, you'd just be bored out of your mind if that happened. But, you know, so I think I always am the one that as long as the spirit's there, like the the original intention or the original spirit of whatever it is is there, then like, you know, I think it's fine. Like, you know, I think you can I think anything's on the table as long as the spirit's there. And as long as we can afford it. Yeah, and that and that <laughs> yeah, you can it, afford it. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I mean, the, all the all the that means fund. I mean, plug, plug, plug. But no, all, all of the episodes I've seen so far, there's always that comical, funny, nice little little ring to the actual episode and homage to what the episode was and a joke that goes with it. So really, I, I think it can only go that way. Surely, you can have that whisper of what the episode is, but then you take your own take on it and and what would what would an ensign do? Who wasn't on the set or wasn't, you know, not what you might I mean, not actually there. Well, totally. Well, yeah, and we didn't want to try and shoehorn Ensign Williams into every important scene because so much of TOS is just Kirk, Spock, and McCoy talking to each other, doing their things. There are some scenes where you're like, oh, she could have been that girl in the background over there, or she could have been a part of this away mission. Like, it's there's only so far you can stretch it before mm. you're like, cool. So this episode is about the lights going out. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, because the power is going off on on and, and and also like the humorous intent I think um is obvious because if you look at uh uh where no man has gone before there's an episode on there's a scene on the bridge in that episode where Kirk and Spock are watching Gary Mitchell on a monitor. And there's people all over that bridge and they're literally just sitting there watching Gary Mitchell laying in bed now for kirk and spock this is a very serious dramatic scene but if you were to step back 10 feet and go to the crewman (laughs) across the bridge and the crewman across the bridge just looks over their shoulder and they're just watching kirk and spock watch this man in bed they're probably asking themselves can they look in everybody's quarters what what are they doing yes (laughs) you know like like yeah so if you take a step back there's always that like what the hell are they doing what it, it comes off as kind of weird, and so that it immediately lends itself to stuff like Ensign Williams. Like, if you're not in the cool kids crowd on the Enterprise, you're probably like, <laughs> you're, you're really probably like, what the hell is going on? 
Well, I Jamie, Jamie you're going to have to help me here. Isn't there an episode with uh, the part uh, um, in Voyager with the part Klingon and human lady where the uh, where the doctor? Thank you, thank you. Not Balana yes. Troy. Not Balana Troy, Phil. Yes, I was I was trying not to say Balana Troy, which is why I was explaining who she was. Um, I, I, I yes, up. I am. I am. I am the newbie of this guy's. <laughs> I've been a Star Trek fan for what four years, five years. Um, yeah, okay, that's bad. But anyway, uh, wasn't there an it e- wasn't part of an episode was then the doctor able to literally just ping himself into any part any screen on on in her quarters? Yes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So it's possible, surely. They should be able to do that. Right. Anyway, in a roundabout way, that's what I was quite, yeah, that was quite a long way round it for, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know what you meant though, Phil. Um, can I ask you guys a question? Of course, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I am looking on your Facebook, and I see you guys <laughs> ever. You guys recorded your uh, "How to Get Someone into Star Trek" episode. What What are your guys' quick suggestions? What did you guys say? Like we said uh, a lot of we, things. Well, we sort of bounced earlier, like, but but if you had to, if you could only show like a singular movie or a singular episode, what would you show? First like, contact. what would you be like? Here's the example. <laughs> First contact. <laughs> First Contact's a great one. Yeah. Either that or Generations. Well, Nemesis. well, the legend that is Larry Nemechek did say to me, um, Trouble with Tribbles. We're talking to him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? oh. Pick up that name you just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> me, me I, would, I would actually probably show the first Abrahams film, personally. That's yeah. not a bad one. Yeah. Actually, that it's is what we It's certainly the sexiest package you can show someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, the big thing that came up in, in the conversation was that if someone's going to be a new fan, they're going to be possibly a younger person. Uh, we, I don't mm-hmm. know if we can agree with that. So then uh, I don't think you can give them anything to do with the original series because they can look at that and go, where's the graphics? Where's the acting? Exactly. Where's, the, where's this? Where's that? And they're not going to appreciate it. There's actually it. some really great acting in the original <laughs> series. <laughs> yes, this, you're, talking, you're talking to a new fan who, who's, who's, <laughs> who hasn't watched Star Trek 2. Go see the third episode, which is actually the first episode. <laughs> where no man has gone before because Gary Mitchell is the bomb. He's acting the way people act now in the 1960s. And he makes everybody look, you know, just really, I almost said a bad word, look really, really crazy <laughs> by comparison. There's some, there are some really great performances in TOS if you and can get past the cadence. And I will give you uh, William Shatner, uh, some, as a lot of people would like to bag on his performance. He gives a pretty damn strong performance in City on the Edge of Forever. Even Corbomite Maneuver. Yeah, and Corbomite Maneuver. He does it, he, like, Corbomite Maneuver, and the reason why it's my favorite, and it's what I would love to see in the next Star Trek movie, is, I, and I feel we've missed this, I love that episode so much because it's the Enterprise versus this alien thing that we have no idea what it is, but it can destroy us. A Galactus-type object, if you will. And hmm. Kirk wins on a bluff. On human ingenuity and a bluff, and I think there is no purer episode of Star Trek than that. And I, I, I would love to see in the new movie, the Enterprise come across something that they have no clue what it is, but it can destroy the entire universe, and it has nothing to do with saving Earth. Do you Stay know who I think they should come across? Sure. Because I had a thought, and I was saying to my mum, I think what they should do is. Make a threat out of the, the original threat of, in, of Next Gen. So I reckon they should make the Frangi, but make them the bad guys that like they're, they're trying to do 
in <laughs> yeah. next gen. Bring back Armin Shimmerman! How yeah. cool is that? That's Scary Ferengi. If they can redesign the Ferengi yeah. like they redesigned the Klingons and in Into Darkness, the I'm Klingons in. Klingons are scary. I, I How cool would that be? Nah, you know? Klingons are just blingons. <laughs> I'd love to see the they Andorians. Like Mr. T. Mr. Mr. T. T. <laughs> they look like Mr. T. They literally got so much jewelry on them. They, 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 I, I, Klingons to me have always it been a scarier warrior race. Now they're just been chaffed up. <laughs> I, I like the new Klingons. Really I, I think they were really, I think they were done really well. But but no, actually, Frank, oddly enough, that links in with our next episode, which is actually uh, what we think is going to be in the third mill, third film, third film, third film. <laughs> Third, third film, and that was something that didn't come up. The Ferengi, we didn't talk about the Ferengi at all. No, we didn't and in actual film. fact, that that's I'm thinking about it now. I think that's what's going to happen. That just makes sense. The they use away that they use away I that week. There, so I did, yeah, I wasn't on that one. No, no use away working holiday, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Ferengi that would be quite cool because it'd be left field, no one's know it. Yeah, so no one Yeah, it in. would be really surprising if you made them really scary. Because you could do it now these days, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think, and I think that'd be quite interesting, just kind of actually try and go back and make something scary that wasn't scary at all when it was... was meant to be. Considering that most of the villains in Star Trek kind of lose their teeth. They do. Exactly. <laughs> quite nice to give them some teeth when they should have had it originally. Yeah, oh, I don't know. They... Like they're wearing a heck of a mouthpiece in those costumes. Mm. <laughs> the, the Borg had teeth, and then they sort of lost it. The Borg legitimately scare the crap out of me every time they come on screen. <laughs> oh come like on, they're all. victims. There you go. They're what? They're victims. <laughs> oh well, yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for everybody who is a Borg drone. I, I just don't. I, I want them all to be dead. <laughs> I don't want any of them around ever. <laughs> But they're victims. It's extreme view. But they're <laughs> scary. <laughs> That's true, actually. When I first watched um, Q, um, Q Who in season two of Next Gen, they were. I was like, I, I saw the big ship, and I forget this was. I said to my because I was watching it with my dad. I said, Dad, what the heck is that thing? It was yeah. really big and menacing. I was like, Okay, this is. Oh, I'm scared now. Two, two <laughs> words. They're very unstoppable gun. when they first show up. That's right. They are. Machine gun, blunt object. Win. Done. Borg. Over. Not scary. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like zombies. Yeah. yeah. Zombies aren't scary because they're impossible. So are the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you'd like to tell us about um, the um, Indiegogo campaign then? Is there anything else you'd like to bring up before we finish it or something? Um... The more you can share it, the better it is. And if uh, again, if the, even though we're funded, the more the more we get, the the more we can do, and, and the uh, higher quality, and the higher quality we can do, and it'll just keep growing. And I think you know we'll keep going and keep going and lead to our eventual campaign of get Ensign Williams into Star Trek Three. That's our eventual goal. I would weep. World domination. Donate for for Donate for that's the retrodiaries.com. Go there, click the Indiegogo thing, all the latinum you can give us. And and a massive thank you to everybody who's already donated because I was 
terrified um, from the second it launched <laughs> and really worried the entire time. And it means a lot that we're not the only people who believe in this. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Well, yeah, well, I'm quite happy to. So I kind of say that for everyone that's done it, I think it's just kind it's of... <laughs> So we really enjoying it, absolutely. I remember Simon telling me about it. I, I had no idea up until probably a couple of months ago. It, I'm curious. Simon, Simon told me all about it. So we were both we were both there at the time. I think we yeah, were there. Simon showed us. Um, I think was it what, what was the first one you sh- was it actually the um, which one was the first one you showed us, sir? The first episode you showed us of the Red Shirt Diaries. It was naked. Now it was, wasn't it? I thought it was. Yep, <laughs> we, 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 we saw that and we just got instantly hooked. Right, <laughs> we knew what we were doing. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell why I'm the the executive producer, can you? Yeah, we we just we just, we, just we me me and Jamie move forward with oh she looks nice oh she looks nice she looks nice oh okay she looks nice typical man. <laughs> and we Simon's got like, oh. uh, we got a lot of comments. That are similar to that, which is very kind uh, of people and very, very like startling. Um, some people are very forward about their feelings, <laughs> and somebody proposed to me on Facebook, which was was very bold. Oh. Um, I appreciated that. But <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I don't read the them. comments, and Jason will be like, "They all just think you're hot. And no one cares about the actual episode." And she set a date. The wedding is in six months. <laughs> uh, premiere season two will coordinate with the wedding. I don't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> is, there, is there a shotgun or not with that? <laughs> there's Did a uh, there's also... a phaser rifle. <laughs> well, this is the United States, so maybe. <laughs> Ashley, did you also um, get some fan mail as well? I heard or something. Like physical mail? <laughs> no, it was a a certain um, picture for, from a fan. Um, I have I've had people send me photos. Um, have you really? Yeah, what? I usually delete them. Okay. <laughs> um, it's really I I give people points for being very bold and making their <laughs> intentions known. Um, I'm not quite sure how that mating ritual works. <laughs> I appreciate their support of this series and uh, the fact that that they seem to really like me. Stand up attention, really. That's, just a, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. That's well. Very, that's a very... Everything is fine, and everyone can do what they want. <laughs> is, just, there a, uh, you know. is there a very, very big box that's got um, like the block buttons being used quite often? Um, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to stop accepting people I don't know to be my Facebook friends. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) But my my email is like, I guess, all over the internet because some some lads have contacted me directly by my email where I didn't contact them first. So, which I guess is fine. But (laughs) yeah, it's... It's a double-edged sword, you know. You want people to know who you are and to watch your stuff and blah, blah, blah. Most people are great. Most people are very, very kind, so. Phil, what did um, Neil Green say to us when we did our fan panel? What was the text he, he sent he, us? He, the, the text he sent us just before, uh, well, the, the night before we were due to go on stage oh, yeah. was enjoy your last moments of anonymity. And the only yeah. reason that, si- <laughs> uh, that Simon asked me to say that is he can't say the word. Where is that? But yeah, it's like you always bring it up, so I thought I'd give you a cue for it. <laughs> Anonymity. Anonymity. No, one told me, no one's told me to kill myself yet, so I think I'm doing okay. 
I've gotten that three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're always going to get your negative and your positive. I, I just ignore it. I just if somebody doesn't like something, that's fine. I'm just going to carry on doing what I do because I enjoy it. I'm not doing yeah. it for any other reason than that. Absolutely. Yeah, we had someone um, for a while was telling us how we could rewrite the episodes so that they could be better. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's cool. Uh, you can make your web series and we'll make ours. Yeah. And I was like, I'll gladly watch your web series when you release it. But till then, you know, just chill. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there was a, it was a problem. There's a lack of overarching narrative in three minutes. It's <laughs> <That was> problematic. <laughs> Oh, I don't get that. I don't get it. But I suppose, in fairness, people like to feel that they they can put their things into it. It's like a, it's like people discussing Star Trek. You know, they're, they're always going to discuss what they do and don't like about it. And I yeah, suppose and if it, we were all the same, it would be boring. That's what I was just going to say. It would just, yeah, wouldn't be interesting otherwise. So, I think we've got... there's also that too. Like I've encountered this too. Like if you put stuff out into the internet, like there's sometimes where people feel that it's everybody's it's not like the creators like it, like retro diaries is not ours it's everybody's and so and i mean to a certain extent it that's is true. yeah yeah and we're definitely inviting like we don't lock anything down everything is open to comment and that's really cool but it feels like sometimes when you get that level of like negativity you're like hmm i don't know why you needed to put this out in the world today <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's something you get when you do this sort of thing that's what people don't understand it's kind of a lot of work goes into it and a lot of thought goes into what you do. And it's all... I mean, I, I, I liken it to having a baby, um, having never had a baby, because <laughs> it's something that, like, was, you know, we conceived of it and we s- spent a lot of time with it and we yeah. worked really hard on it and then we, yeah, like, I've let it out in the world. That, yeah. and, <laughs> no, you know, and you have that same level of, like, emotional attachment to this, so this thing that you're doing. It, the... It's one thing you want to look after and will defend to the hilt. Right. Because uh, I say, I've, I've spent quite a lot of time thinking about it. That You, you do. You sit there going, hmm, wish that was done that way. Wish that, I think we should do that. Do this thing this way instead of that way. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's, yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I, I emphasize with you as well. Mm. And I think the boys yeah, do it- as well. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar for ours. I mean, our, our our podcast is very, very new, very, very. You know, we we're not very well known. We've 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 got limited amount of number of people who listen to it, but it's it's growing slow, and it's how it is. But we we we're going to have that point where we're going to get negative comments, and we're going to have that point where we can have say, oh, why didn't you do that? Or Phil, how can you not realize somebody's name, Belana Troy? You know, yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to be huge though. Like when we when we started our podcast, and we had like a couple hundred listeners, we had. Uh, somebody, you know, we like we've had we've had not positive comments on everything we've done before anything became huge. Like it's just so weird. And even more so when it when it's gotten. I mean, nothing we've done is huge, but even like even then, like it's still negative comments. Like I've put out a video that's only gotten a hundred views, and I've gotten negative comments on it. And you just have to, you know, it. The internet has it's become this it. thing where it's a bathroom wall. Like you know how you walk into like some I don't know how the, the bathrooms are in, in the UK but in when you America. in America when you walk in there's just stuff written all over the walls and it's just graffiti and like call this person and oh you suck and you're an idiot and that's kind of a lot what the comments are on that's the internet that's quite really similar are. to our, our, our ones in the UK you have public toilets in particular <laughs> good it's, to know <laughs> I need somewhere to write my thoughts when I come to the UK. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, don't, though. If you go into some of the boozers that have been there since 1900, you don't want to write on those walls. You don't want to touch them. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
probably go anywhere near them. <laughs> you put a, attach a pen to a pole, and then then you can write something. Eyes averted right. at all times. I think I'd want to spend more interesting things in my life than writing on toilet walls. <laughs> right. Actually, like, I don't know. Podcasting to do that, though. I don't Trek. understand it. <laughs> but one question springs to mind: Is are you guys thinking about coming over to the UK for a, a convention anytime soon, or anything like that? Well, if we make ten thousand dollars on Indiegogo, <laughs> we'll think about it. <laughs> um, we, like, just in life, have been thinking about going to the UK. Um, it's a goal. Like, I've been, I've been several times, and I really like the UK. Um, Apart from the toilets. Yeah. I mean, the ladies' toilets are fine. <laughs> I've Our flown, water closets are doing great. I've flown over the UK. <laughs> <laughs> That's not difficult. It's not difficult no. at all. No. See, see, for us, you can go around the UK in... I mean, put it this way. I, I, if I wanted to get from one end where I am at the moment in, in South End in Essex, if I went to go all the way to Cornwall, which is the other end of the UK, as far as you can go, it will take me eight hours. That's it. Done. How far can we get in eight hours? Like Phoenix? <laughs> uh, farther. In, in we, could, we could get to, we get to San Francisco. We could, we could get to New Mexico in eight hours. Okay, we could you fly, fly to what, the UK to the in eight hours. <laughs> that? You could fly to the UK in eight hours, exactly. Yeah. But although the yeah. problem is our roads, because because our, our little while is so small, it's so congested. Whereas yours are just. I remember, I remember when I was in uh, when I went to Vegas, and then we, we I drove from Vegas. So that's a lie. My dad drove from Vegas, but we drove from Vegas to, um, oh, for Christ's sake, Grand Canyon. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> on the on the TomTom, it said 300 miles to your next exit. And I was like, what? How can you drive <laughs> yeah. 300 miles in <laughs> one direction, one straight road? <laughs> well, I, I, I come I come from Kansas in the middle in the middle of the United States, and I've driven from Kansas to California here in L.A. several times. And it's so funny because you'll like put it in your GPS or put it on your phone and you'll get on Interstate 40, which is this big interstate that crosses the entire nation. Like and when you first get on it in California, it literally says like um, 2,700 miles to the East Coast. And you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't understand that. Whereas ours is literally around about four, two miles, around about four miles. Traffic lights six miles. It's just stop, 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 stop. You, you're trying to get. Put it this way: I I do a lot of appointments in London with my job, and I'll mm-hmm. go. I'll have an appointment in one part of London, and then have an appointment in a second part of London, and it'll be six miles, and it'll be forty minutes to do six miles. On a bad day, we could. I could get from uh, the San Fernando Valley. Maybe over the hill in 40 minutes. <laughs> like, you can't even get out of Los Angeles that's in 40 that, minutes. That's maybe seven miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at least that's the same. Then I'm not the only one stuck. I'm sitting there when there's, there's a road called the A13 that comes out, or the um, 406, which comes out of, which, well, sorry, 406, which circles the inner part of London. And it is an absolute animal of a road. You just sit there. And if you don't get out of it by 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, you're there till 7 o'clock. That sounds like every freeway here, especially the 405. <laughs> we have the M25. That's the world's largest car park. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got, we've got we some. take a picture here. of that. <laughs> or maybe park there. Oh, yeah. And where we live is the <clears throat> here. That's true. I've been down south in Pyrenees, actually. 
Try and walk it. It takes you forever. <laughs> Don't realise how long it will take you to walk down I'll that get the train. stupid pit. When I've got that, I'll get the little train that you have. That I was going to say, it's got a train on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is boring then. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see the world's largest motorway on Google Earth. It's the big road that goes around them, uh, the London. Nice. Yeah. And just another little trivia, the M25 isn't actually a full circle. It's a C shape because the M25 doesn't connect. But anyway, that's, that's tumbleweed. <laughs> it's welcome to the uh, the road road podcast now. <laughs> this happens every so often, doesn't it? Yeah. Random questions, <laughs> random moments. Last time we did it, it was food. yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, have you guys got any more questions for our our, our lovely guests? I don't think um, so. I don't know. Jason I evidently has a question. I, I have a question. <laughs> Go yes. ahead. I have a question. What's your favorite uh, episode of Star Trek in any of the series? Oh, Dagger of the Mind. <laughs> Dagger of the Mind? That's a good one. That's a good one. A good oh, one. Marianne Hill. Yep. Mm. There's a surprise. <laughs> I, I'm standing here as, as, as a man about to get married saying that I, I love that episode because of two very good things, but there we go. <laughs> uh, the, no, Mine's that's a- far beyond the stars. That's what it's called, right? Good Barbie on the star. Yeah. I always think that there's an adjective in there I'm missing. Mine is the visitor from D Space Nine. The one where uh, Jake, where Cisco dies and Jake travels through time to basically save him. I've got it. I've, it's Jake's best episode. If you don't cry during that episode, you don't have a heart. <laughs> oh, I did the first time I watched it. Definitely. Yep. I think from I've got so many favorites, but if I had to just pick one off the top of my head, I'd say the inner light in Next Gen, Next Generation. Yep. That's my Ooh, number two. Nice. That's my number two. Mm. I mean, the problem I have is that because I haven't watched enough of them, I'm currently working my way through Next Gen, and I've watched up to Heart. Is it Heart of Glory, Jamie? Matter no, of you, Honor. You, Matter of Honor. Matter so of Honor, Honor, season two, episode Matter eight. Of Honor, season two. So for Let's me, I, I can give you my favorite episode so far, but not favorite episode okay. until I've watched everything. <laughs> but that was a pretty good episode. To see Riker get the better of a Klingon is is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, let's see how you feel after you've watched Deep Space Nine. <laughs> it's going to take a little while. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get away safe food. I didn't realize how many Next Gen episodes there is. It's just... It's there's like, a hundred million. <laughs> it's like uh, there's a hundred and eighty something. I think it's a hundred and seventy-six, I think. James now we're going to Google it. <laughs> I think about a hundred and seventy-four, hundred and seventy-six, something about that. hundred and seventy-eight. Okay, 178. I remember having the, the first series bought for me, and I, I, it, was, it came in like a four-disc box set, and I was thinking, hang on a minute, four-double-disc box set. <laughs> How many episodes are there, and this is just the first one? Well, oh. that's back when, when, when American television would actually give you 26 episodes a season, whereas now it's like you're lucky if you get 20. You know in Britain they get like three, right? I don't care. <laughs> I, I like my long seasons. <laughs> sure, you, you sure there are some crappy episodes in the middle, like how did Jack get his tattoo? And, you know, stuff like that. But come on. Have you guys heard of something called 40 Towers? Yes. yes. Right. There's about six and the only three season series. Yeah, I never knew that until so I think 18 what... episodes. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Luther. Like I, we really like we've watched all of Luther. Like we're caught up, you know, all three seasons, and it's kind of crazy. Like, didn't the most recent season of Luther only have four episodes? And and se- something like and that? season two had like three. 
Well, Sherlock only has three. Yeah, well, Sher- has but Sherlock's eight. are like an hour and a half long. So, but Luther is still like just an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not many. Not many. I, th- I think I think possibly because they're longer, maybe because we don't have the adverts. Yeah, yeah, their their TV episodes run like fifty six minutes long, whereas ours yeah. are like forty four. Forty three. There you well, go. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like going with You said there's ten episodes, but like hour long episodes, aren't they? Yeah. We do have one final thing we could say about our Indiegogo. I just remembered this. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is this is this is a uh, stretch goal beyond the stretch goal we've already talked about. But um, we have an idea of to do a redshirt diaries for encounter at farpoint the the next generation now you may be asking yourself wait a minute you guys are doing an original series episode Hmm. how the hell is ensign williams going to get to encounter farpoint is this well help from she's gonna turn off as an old lady by any chance well yeah well i will just leave that to your minds there's lots of she could be it, it could be that she survives it could be time travel it could be a wormhole it could be anything but we have an idea for Instant Williams and the encounter at Farpoint, and, and if we if if the, if the Indiegogo really goes crazy and funds, we'll do it, and What's... so we'll have a next generation like that'll be the capper of our season two. Will be a next generation episode of the Red Shirt Diaries, can we all? which will actually be subtitled Memoirs of a Yellow Shirt. No, Memoirs of a Gold Shirt. Memoirs of a Gold Shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, elevated faces, ele- elevated herself in status. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you, are you gonna? So, so can we ask how how you're gonna be receiving your um, promotion? Oh, they, uh, they, how how Ensign Williams is gonna become a lieutenant? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Do we know yet? <laughs> uh, we actually haven't written that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you could always do it like the Klingons. Like she kills someone and gains, gains their place. Um, Lucy Goosey, right now in my head, it has something to do with Spock. I love Spock. Spock, it's going to have something to do with Spock, and especially Ooh. since the menagerie is all about Spock, I would say your your bets are probably pretty good if you if you if you bet on that on those episodes, it probably happening. <laughs> no, it's gotta sneak, happen after the arena because she has been ensign for the arena. <laughs> ah, of course. Or you could be an acting ensign. There you go. Can you be an acting ensign? Yes, <laughs> you could be. You could be Stan Flosky. Yeah, no, the method. Like, like Wesley was acting ensign, Wesley Crusher. Acting, oh, I like to Williams. not think about Wesley as much <laughs> as possible. <laughs> In fairness, yeah. I don't think many people liked Wesley Crusher. I don't know. No. He just he always comes across as oh, shut up. And yet, <laughs> in yet. And yet in Next Gen, he, he was coming back more and more later on, wasn't he? They were giving him more and more stories and screen time. Oh, you Have you that? seen the uh, the video? And it's two. We wish you a merry Christmas, and it's TNG. And then at the end, no, it, no, no. It's it's let it snow. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's it's make it so. It's and it's it's yeah. super cuts Picard going make it so, make it so, make it so. And then at the end, he just goes shut up, Wesley. <laughs> oh amazing. no! I, I'm, I oh, think I've got to watch Simon that. showed me that actually. Well, I'm sure you showed me that. Sorry. Well, the things you got to watch is Leonard E. Moy singing about uh, no. No, oh, no, no, no. Bilbo Baggins. That's, yeah, that's, that's always a match. Bilbo Baggins song. I cannot get it out of my memory. And, then I love and that it's song. imprinted there. It's imprinted there. Like, I was brilliant. Like, like a burn, like a, like a hole in the head. And then you've got... Um... The, the brilliant thing, did you guys see that? Uh, I think it was for a BMW or a Lexus, but there was this commercial where it's Zachary Quinault and uh, Leonard Nimoy racing to the golf course. 
Oh yeah. Have you seen that? And and, and there's okay. a part of it where um uh where Leonard Nimoy rolls down his window to talk to Zachary Quinto and the ballad of Bilbo Baggins is what he's listening to. <laughs> Oh my god! We 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 don't actually we haven't got that we haven't got the episode we haven't got that episode that um over here. I'm gonna go that over here. It's it's on the YouTube. Should be online. I'll have a look at that. And then there's also there's also an alphabet song with um, Patrick Stewart, which is quite funny. Oh my god! Yes, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. He did it. He did it like for a a bonus feature for somebody on the crew, or I think it was for Gene Roddenberry. I think so. And uh, just a bit yeah, of trivia sure. about Wesley Crusher. He was originally going to be called, uh, he was originally going to be a girl Leslie. and called Leslie, yeah. Yep. That would well, make I'm it a total nerd, different. dude. I'm a total Star Trek nerd, man. I know all these stupid, weird facts. Well, they're not, they're not stupid. So they're do cool. I. <laughs> you and, so, you and Simon nerd probably friends. need to have a, a nerd off. <laughs> You'd or, probably win. Or a professorship. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> poke, poke. Wink, wink. <laughs> Say, <laughs> so I'd love to do it. I suppose I've got one uh, one last question, and it's kind of a right, two part question. This is the final question. one you get. Yeah, final one I get. So for, <laughs> it's like a million o'clock for the <laughs> But um, yeah, he's about three three thirty eight over the moment. Actually, Christ, it's almost been two hours. Um, yes, for more than that. So one question, quick fire question. Favorite color, both. Red. Red. No yeah, lie. Silly yeah, before Retro Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> silly question. Well, Edson um, Williams is probably the most uh, long-surviving red shirt known in Star Trek history. Yeah, we have a shirt, and it's up on the Indiegogo, and it says, uh, I survived 10 episodes. Yep. I'm still alive after 10 episodes. And funny thing, somebody has added uh, the Retro Diaries to Wikipedia, but they haven't added... I, I really hope Ensign Williams adds <laughs> into Memory Alpha. I really do. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be good. But to be fair, she has a name, and it's a red shirt, so you can't you don't know her know first name. Survive. Yes, but if you uh, donate, you might be able to find it out. That's Ooh. true. Yeah, if you want to throw a whole <laughs> See, I've done my research. Do you guys? Because well, so many people have asked us about it, so we were like, "Sure, if you want to name her." Yeah, <laughs> it be like if you if you're really concerned about her first name, put put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> so I think to end it um, where can they find you on all the social media and whatnot? you can find the Redshirt Diaries on www.theredshirtdiaries.com or on Jason's YouTube channel which hosts all the episodes which is youtube.com slash jawin j-a-w-i-i-n you can find Jason on Twitter with the same spelling j-a-w-i-i-n you can find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash TV, and you can find me on Twitter at Ashley V. Robinson, or you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ash Victoria Robinson, because someone had my name. Uh, we're both on IMDb, which sounds fairly impressive uh, <laughs> under our normal names. Do you realize you didn't and take a break? Says all that, so I can just be like, I live somewhere in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> where you can find me. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> wandering around the streets. <laughs> I'm usually the guy by the tree yelling about the things. <laughs> so many guys. <laughs> with, with a bottle of, uh, of bag wine in, in your hand. Yeah. Hold 45, cold in my hand. Reading a bit of Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a summer's day. Anyway. Um... <laughs> no Reading Shakespeare and Klingon. In Shakespeare and Klingon, but no, no Romeo and Juliet though. Definitely no Romeo and Juliet. Uh, they only have the Scottish play translated into Klingon presently. Oh, 
just so you know. Because <laughs> I tried to look up Hamlet for Corbomite Maneuver and they didn't have it. I really wanted to say the name then, but I won't because Simon will hate me if I say the name. I will too. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, it's, I really appreciate, really appreciate you coming and sort of chat. Yeah, it's been an honour. It's been an honour having you on. on our, no, thank first you guys. Guest, Thanks for staying up until again, whatever so... o'clock to have us on. Let us know. We'll do all. We'll share all the things, and 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 I'll yell about them on the street when I'm on the street too. <laughs> That'll give you at least three people. Or after just Shakespeare. Uh, always in between. Always after. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll obviously get this uploaded as soon as possible, um, yeah, and then yeah, you can have a little look. This at four o'clock in the morning. No, we're not no. doing it now. I'm going <laughs> no, back to bed. for God's sake, sleeper. No. no, I'm 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 working today, so but not oh, till late. Violin again. I'm hearing the violin again. Playing the violin. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lullaby to send me to sleep. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Right, we'll um, we'll we'll end it there then, shall we, guys? Yep. Cool. Yeah. So it's been wonderful chatting to you both. Again, to know you both you on soon. Thank you, so, thank you. It was yeah. great to talk to you guys. It's great to talk to anybody about Star Trek. Yeah, I love doing that. So yeah. that's why awesome. we do it. That's what. That's right. And we look forward to season season two. That's right. I'm looking and season to that. three, yeah. and season four, and season five, five. whatever. And the and wow. the, finale, <laughs> and the, the finale with the pancake episode. And seeing Ed yeah, Williams yeah. doing a get doing a pom well being in the pom file with Spock. Yeah, yeah. Remember, <laughs> donate for pom And um, just just uh, yeah, no, perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, we'll uh, shall we? What we'll do is we'll cut it and play around with it, but we'll get you to uh, to say something as well to introduce the episode if you want to as well. Sure. Something called a soundbite, I think it's called. Yeah, a little soundbite. Yes. Is we good? Yes. <laughs> Yes. So if we if we cut it there, I suppose. Oh no, I suppose we've got to say goodbye. Yes. <laughs> bye. Bye. Make been... good choices. <laughs> as always, I've been Phil. I'm Simon. And I'm Jamie. And they're Ashley. And we've been talking to Ashley and Jason from the Shirt <laughs> Diaries. I wasn't sure if I was meant to say or someone else was going to mention that bit, but as I was the last person to speak, okay, fair enough. You nailed it. I nailed it. I'm going to sign off. Make good choices. Be safe. Make good choices. Good night, guys. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. All the best. Bye.